You're listening to the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast, episode number 39. So today I'm going to be talking about how to deal with your emotions when your ex's new supply or new partner, new girlfriend, new wife, or whatever, is being treated better than you were. This is something that a lot of survivors of abuse struggle with because we were treated so badly, and then what happens is we end up seeing either through social media, hearing it from other people, maybe getting information from our kids, that this new person is being treated like gold or being treated in a way that is just absolutely the opposite of how you were treated. And this is really painful because it brings up a lot of thoughts and a lot of emotions and we don't always know how to deal with it. So today I want to go over that with you to help you if you are someone who is struggling with this. I'll be covering why this happens, why we feel this way, and how we can take action to overcome it. So if you're nodding your head and thinking, yes, I need this, then stay tuned because this episode is for you. Welcome to the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast, a podcast specifically designed to help you heal after a toxic or narcissistic relationship. This podcast teaches you to use your subconscious mind to go from feeling stuck to set free. In here, you will learn how to use the power of your own mind to free yourself from emotional pain, move forward with confidence, and experience the inner peace you deserve in your healing journey after emotional abuse. I'm your host and subconscious reprogramming coach, Allison Dagny, so let's get started. So as you probably already know, most people who have to see or hear about their ex's new supply being treated better than what they were, believe things like they weren't good enough. They believe they could have done something differently. They might believe that the other person must be better than them or have something that they don't or didn't have. And the problem with believing these things is that it directly impacts your emotional state of being. And many times, what happens here is you feel really low self-worth. You feel guilt and regret, and you feel in some cases jealousy or anger, maybe even rage. And many people feel all of these emotions at one time. And I want to make something very clear. I've heard these objections like, you shouldn't worry about your ex and what he's doing and just put him out of your mind and don't think about it. But the reality is, for so many of us, we want to do that. We really, really do. But it's really difficult when we don't have the proper thought habits in our mind. So I will be sharing with you some things that you can do and some questions that you can ask yourself to help you through this. So if you've listened to me before, then you know that our emotions are created by our thoughts. And if this is the first time that you're hearing this, you could be thinking something like, well, how's that true? Because if they would just stop being the way they're being, or if they would just stop doing what they're doing, then I wouldn't be feeling this way. And although that is true, the real root of where this comes from is the meaning that you give to what other people do or to the situations or to the experiences that you're going through. And I know this is true because you can have two different people with two completely identical experiences, but who process it in completely different ways emotionally. 
For instance, I have a lot of clients who come to me who can't stop thinking about their exes, or they can't stop thinking about why their ex is treating this new person better than them. And I also know other women who truly couldn't care less, who see that the new woman appears to be treated better, but they're not affected by it whatsoever. So why is that? Why can one person process it completely differently? Is it because one person's pain is more than the other person's pain? Is it because one person's experiences way more traumatic than the other person's? I don't really think that that's true. And I also don't think that we should compare our abuse and trauma to each other. Each person's individual experience is just as valid as someone else's. It's just as real. It was just as painful. And the reality of any situation of abuse is that abuse is abuse. So if you've either been the one to leave the relationship or if you were the one who was left, either way, there's a possibility you may have to see your ex enter into a new relationship. You may have to see this on social media. Maybe your ex is even telling you about it. Maybe your children are telling you about it. It's possible that your friends or family members are sending you pictures or texting you, telling you about this new relationship, how happy they are, all the wonderful things that are happening that you never got. Regardless of where you're getting the information from, even if it's firsthand from the source, the question I want to pose to you is, can you know that it is true? Can you really know that your ex is treating the new person better than you were treated? Are you in the house with them when the door is closed? Or are you creating these imaginations in your own mind that keep repeating and telling you that this new supply is being treated better than you? That's the starting point, but it goes deeper. Because when you believe this, you insert all kinds of thoughts, which then, as I said before, create all kinds of emotions. Let me give you an example. If you believe that the other person is being treated better than you because you've seen him post pictures of vacations and he never took you on vacations, no matter how many times you begged him to take you on a vacation, he never did, but now he's taking her. If you are believing something in your mind that says, I wasn't good enough, or I am unlovable, or I am unworthy, then I will ask you the question that comes next. Is it possible that even if he is treating her better than you, let's just say that that is the reality and that is the truth in your mind. Is it possible that even though that is happening, that you were and are lovable and that you were and are good enough? Is it possible that other people's behaviors are not a direct reflection of your worth? And I'm not asking you to believe this. I'm just asking you if it's possible. You see, when you have a program that runs in your mind that says you aren't good enough or you're not worthy, and maybe that belief comes from an old childhood wound, when you witness your ex treating someone else in ways that you never got treated, it triggers that old memory and that old wound and reinforces the belief that you are in fact not good enough. However, this isn't necessarily true even though it feels like it is. I'd like for you to think of someone who you love, 
a woman, a daughter, a friend, a family member, just bring that person to your mind. You know that person is worthy. Would you tell her that just because her ex is now treating this new person better than she, that she is unworthy or that she wasn't good enough or that she must not have been a great enough wife or a good enough girlfriend and that's why? No, of course you wouldn't because you know that person has innate value and innate worth no matter what other people do. So why aren't you giving yourself the same grace? I'd also like you to think about, let's just use an example of a group of people on a hike and they go trekking into a forest with rough terrain and over time these people lost connection with their family and friends. So a search party goes out to try to look for these people. Do you think that at any point the search party says, are these people good enough? Are these people worthy? Do these people have value? Maybe we shouldn't go get them. Of course not, because they're human beings. They know that they have value no matter what. And so do you. So why aren't you giving yourself that same grace? Now, I'd like for you to think about something else here. Your conscious mind already knows that you are worthy. But when you feel emotions like sadness or guilt or regret or shame or anger, when you see the new person being treated better than you, it's because of the thoughts that you're carrying around in your subconscious mind. Thoughts and beliefs that you've been programmed with since the day you were born. So you might even hear yourself saying things like, I know I was good enough. And I know that I'm even better than her. And I know that I did all the right things in our marriage. You may even have thoughts that go through your mind like that. But those thoughts live in the conscious part of your mind. It's the part of your mind that houses all of the deep beliefs that really impact and influence how you feel. That's the subconscious mind. So if you want to stop feeling that way and you want to stop thinking about it, and if you want to get him and his new supply out of your mind and not be affected emotionally just because it seems like he's treating the new person better than you, whether he is or he isn't, we don't know, then you have to get to the source of what is causing it, which is the subconscious mind. And get this, the source of what's causing it isn't the behavior of the other person. It isn't what he's doing. It isn't how he's treating her. It's what you make it mean about you. There's something else that I'd like for you to consider. There could be all kinds of reasons that someone would struggle with letting go of this and letting go of these painful emotions. But all sources of resistance have a positive intention behind them. Our brain is trying to help us. And it's like if someone is addicted to smoking cigarettes. They probably know cognitively and consciously that the cigarettes are bad for them, that they aren't healthy. But the positive intention is that it relaxes them or it reduces anxiety, or maybe it helps them connect with people socially and they still hold that connection. So it's the same when you're trying to let go of a painful emotion. There are positive intentions for holding on. So I'll just tell you about my story and leave it up to you to figure out what might be the positive intention for you. So for me, after practicing this and getting really aware of my thoughts, I realized that if I let go of the anger of how my ex was treating his new girlfriend and his now new wife, 
then that meant in my mind that it was okay that he neglected me in our marriage. Letting go of anger and jealousy made me think that I was condoning it, that I was okay with what he did. I needed to be angry and jealous because that proved to myself that it was not okay. Now, are you nodding your head? If so, you understand exactly what I'm talking about and the light bulbs could be going on for you. But maybe there's a different meaning for you and that's okay. If you're feeling regret for how you behaved in the marriage, you could be thinking things like, if only I had done this or that differently, he would have treated me better. Treated me how he's treating her. Or maybe we'd still be together. I'm just going to tell you, this is self-blame. But I will also tell you, I've had clients who have experienced this. So the positive intention for these people feeling regret is that if I hold on tightly to regret, that means there's a possibility we could rekindle or get back together Or if I hold on tightly to regret, that means I actually did care and I actually did love him, even though I did things I wish I hadn't done. And these are just two examples of probably a multitude of many, many other things it could possibly be. Each person is unique. I'm just talking about the ones that I'm aware of and that other people have shared with me. So you have to identify your emotions. Emotions are not bad. They're signals. We need to feel our emotions in our bodies and process them. We need to acknowledge them. We need to understand them and understand where they come from. So don't think that if you feel angry or if you feel jealous or if you're consumed with guilt or regret that there's something wrong with you. There isn't. They are signals. You can approach these emotions with curiosity and without judgment. You can look at them like you're a scientist studying them instead of judging and analyzing and taking sides. You are observing. You are seeing what these emotions mean, and then you can release them and learn from them. This is how we heal ourselves. I've had clients who come to me who are very angry. And you know what I say? Do you want to let go of the anger or do you want to keep it? And believe it or not, either is okay. Some people need their anger to sustain them for a certain period of time. And when that anger reaches a point of an all-consuming fire, then they say, I'm ready to let it go. I'm ready to release it. And then we do. I like to present a challenge to you today. Start by being aware of your thoughts instead of letting your thoughts run wild. Catch them, grab them, write them down. Find out what it is that you are believing and be an observer of those thoughts. This is so important. Have you ever said, I just want to be sad if something really sad happens to you? I know I have. I just want to feel those emotions, you know, course through me. After a few hours or a few days or weeks and complaining and venting and crying, you've let their emotions do their thing, run their course, and then you don't have to feel them as intensely anymore. Isn't it better to let a river run freely? If not, and you dam it up, eventually the force of that will burst that dam. And we don't want that to happen with the emotions in your body. But for a lot of people, we dam up those emotions unintentionally and unknowingly because we don't know how to let them run their course and then how to release them. That's where I come in as a coach because I teach you a four-step process on how to do this. So if you're stuck in emotions about how your ex is treating his new supply, his new girlfriend, wife, whatever, please know This is not a life sentence. My kids tell me all about the things my ex 
did and does for his new supply. All the things he never did for me. I still hear it about it, but it no longer causes me to feel those emotions because I got to the source of what I was making it mean and I removed all that resistance to letting go of those emotions. When you do this with practice, the emotions do not surface like they used to, and in some cases, not at all. Another thing I'd like to share with you is that what you focus on keeps showing up in your life. So the more you think about something, the more automated your brain makes that for you. Your brain is trying to make life easier for you. So if you think of something enough times, then your brain keeps showing you more and more of that. It's sort of like when you uh, first learn to drive and you're driving down the road and you have your hands on the steering wheel. You have to remember to use your turn signal. You have to remember to brake. You have to remember to look at all of the lights and stop signs and signals and You have to remember to put your foot on the gas to speed up. And there's so many things to remember. But over time, you get so used to driving that you don't even have to think about those things anymore. And sometimes you can even go from point A to point B and not even remember the drive. I'm sure you've experienced something like this. And your brain just wants to make life easier for you and to put things on autopilot that it thinks is important. So if you show it, these thoughts of your ex and these um, imaginations that you've conjured in your mind, then your brain keeps showing you more. So an analogy I like to use is that your brain is like a social media algorithm. And if you're not familiar with the social media algorithm, basically it's when Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or whatever platform that you're using starts to recognize the things that you like. It starts to see how much time you spend on certain types of videos, if you like them, if you comment on them, if you share them with other people. And it tracks all of that. And then it shows you more of it. So your subconscious mind does the same thing to help you out. It wants you to see the things that you want to see. So if you like cat videos and you're constantly watching funny cat videos on your social media platform and you're liking them and commenting them and forwarding them to people, That platform says, oh, she likes these videos. We need to show her more of these videos. And that's exactly how your subconscious mind works too. So you might be thinking now, well, what does that have to do with when the new supply is being treated better than me? Well, it has a lot to do with it because if you're continually focusing on it and it's continually causing you to feel negative emotions or overthinking or rumination, then now you know where the source of this is coming from. You know that this is coming from your subconscious mind. And remember, the subconscious mind drives 95% of the show. The conscious mind only drives 5% of the show. The conscious mind is like the GPS in the car, whereas the subconscious mind is like the driver. So even if the conscious mind puts up on the GPS the map and the locations of everything and the directions, The subconscious mind is the driver. The subconscious mind can actually decide, I'm going to go a different way than what the map says, or I'm going to take a different route, right? So so the big question is, why would we not work within that 95% realm that's driving the show, that's driving our emotions, that's driving our behaviors to help us heal? 
it really makes a lot of sense because now you're using the power of your subconscious mind by reprogramming the thoughts inside that are causing you to feel bad or causing you to feel angry or causing you to ruminate to now create a different thought habit, a different thought pattern that is the automatic for you, one that is of peace, one that is of contentment, one that is of joy, one that um, allows you to be present. So this is really important because if we're not working in the part of our mind that is actually in control, we're just trying to use the willpower method. And we all know how that works out. So just as a recap, Whenever you are witnessing or you're hearing about the new supply, the new girlfriend or new wife or whoever being treated better than you, start questioning that. Don't just take it for face value, right? What else is possible? And what are you making it mean about you even if that is true? Even if you knew it was 100% true, what are you making it mean about you? And secondly, we have to address the source of resistance. And remember, there's always a positive intention to holding on to something. So if you are feeling in strong resistance to letting something go, ask yourself, what would it mean if I did let it go? And that might help you discover the real true source of holding on. And lastly, start paying attention to your emotions. Don't be afraid of feeling those emotions. They are just signals. They're signaling that something is going on in your subconscious mind. And when I say subconscious mind, sometimes people think it's like a deep, dark cavern and you have to start digging things up. It really isn't. It really is a lot of times the very first thing that you think. So don't feel like you have to go digging up the past or, you know, pulling back layers and layers and layers of things that go back to your childhood. These things are right there on the surface for most of us. So take the time to feel your emotions and get to the source of what is causing them. All right, so I hope this was helpful to you. And if you would like to work with me on a one-on-one basis in my coaching program, Just send me a DM over on Instagram, or you can use the link in the show notes to schedule a free clarity call with me to see if we would be a good fit to work together for all the support that you need on your healing journey. Hope you guys have a wonderful week, and um, I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for being here with me today in the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast. I hope you found value here with me. If this podcast episode was helpful to you, I'd love for you to hit subscribe and leave me a review. My goal is to help you go from feeling stuck to set free. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook, and you can check out whentearsleavescars.com for more resources and information to help you with your own emotional abuse recovery. Until next time, here's to believing in